0: How's Arasa?
1: I am doing great. How are you?
0: I am splendiferous. Thank you.
1: Well, then, are you ready to know everything?
0: Put it in a drink and I'll suck it up through my straw.
1: Sounds good. Today, I want to talk to you about the art of making things
0: look pretty. Ooh. Okay. I like this. I'm surprised. I never know what you're going to say. Pretty. Tell me.
1: I think making things look pretty is something that's pretty important, or at least really pleasant, mm-hmm. you think?
0: I know when I appreciate the beauty of something, it makes me smile and makes me feel connected to something bigger. But I had never known if it's because everything is beautiful and I'm just seeing it the right way, or if some things are more beautiful than others. So how can I make something more beautiful?
1: Well, there's two different things. It works out best if you do both, but either one works too. One is doing it mentally. Mentally. Think about it. Notice the details. The design. Just look at it. And then it will look pretty because it is. Everything's pretty. Wow.
0: So what would be an example? Should I maybe look at my left thumb? I look at it and it's a little rounder than the rest of my fingers. It's got lines in the middle. It's got this pink thumbnail that's got a kind of half moon on the tip.
1: It almost looks like a rising sunset.
0: You're right. There's probably six different kinds of yellow and pink and brown and white. On my particular skin. Wow. I can't stop seeing the sunset now that you mentioned it that way. Or the sunrise. I thought I had to get up early to see a sunrise, but I guess I just had to look closely at my left thumb for more than a few seconds. Cool. What's tip number two?
1: Tip number two is doing it physically. This means moving things around, maybe organizing them to make them look prettier.
0: Okay, I'm going to get up a second. So sitting on my bookshelf was a shimmy, I guess they're called, for cleaning glasses, kind of a shiny blue cloth. It's a blue square. And there were also a set of little black buttons and three big lavender buttons. So these seem like random stuff, but maybe if I spread out the glasses cloth, It's kind of like a picnic blanket now. It was just crumpled up in a ball. And then I put the big buttons that are of a darker blue in one corner. And I put the little black buttons in another corner. All of a sudden now it looks like abstract art or a giant community picnic from overhead view where people have set down a big blanket and they're doing good social distancing. You've got the family of little buttons and the family of big buttons. But they're sharing this blanket and mm-hmm. it's just pretty to see the mix of yeah. the shapes in proportion and coordination with each other.
1: Yeah, it's so cool. And you could move it around. You could wrap it up like this. Ah. So it's like a little surprise. Now it became it like in. a little
0: present. Yeah. That's, that looks even better, I have to admit. And I like it too because… All you can see is the glasses cloth. Uh-huh. But I know that inside are these buttons too.
1: Yeah. And so doesn't that make it feel prettier? Just nicer?
0: Yeah. I like that. What is your favorite thing to make pretty?
1: Well, I love making things on my desk pretty. Maybe I'll have a notebook and a ruler and a couple of racers. Then I can put the ruler diagonally on it. Notebook so it looks pretty. And then have the racers all matching to make another diagonal stripe.
0: If something is so pretty, if you make your notebooks, your pens and pencils into art, does it make it hard to use because you don't want to mess it up?
1: No, because that's the good thing about this technique. You can literally make anything beautiful. So you don't have a problem taking the ruler off and measuring something or writing in the notebook because... You can always put it back. You can make a different shape. It's easy. You just need a couple of things and you can make them pretty.
0: Hmm. I like it. You're turning the whole world into Legos.
1: Ah, yes. Enjoy, destroy, and beautify again. Are you ready for today's poem?
0: Yes, I am. Who is it by and what is it called?
1: It's by Cheryl Nosey, and it's called I Was There As Rain. I was there as the rain hesitated. Drizzle contemplated itself. I could feel the world changing its mind until the drops thickened into glycerine. Like I was there at Snow's invention. The sound changes, you know. Once the snowflakes hit the ground, they decide to rejoin. The day was wild with certainty. For a small moment there, I knew what
0: matters. Wow. May I read it? Yeah. I was there as rain by Cheryl Nothi. I was there as the rain hesitated. Drizzle contemplated itself. I could feel the world changing its mind until the drops thickened into glycerin like I was there at snow's invention. The sound changes, you know. Once the snowflakes hit the ground, they decide to rejoin. The day was wild with certainty. For a small moment there, I knew what matters. The part that sticks me is the sound thing about snow. What does she say about the sound of snow?
1: It changes.
0: Once the snowflakes hit the ground, they decide to
1: reconnect.
0: Yeah. So there's the sound of snow falling and it hits the ground. And then if you really pay attention, it's like puzzle pieces clicking together. <laughs> and the snow is rejoining. That is so cool. I knew exactly what she meant, and I had experienced it, but I never thought it even before, much less tried to say it out loud. I love that sound image. Yes. And she says, I was there as the rain hesitated. What does that mean?
1: Maybe it slowed down for a teeny bit. It hesitated. Huh? Should I?
0: I think it could well be. I like that. It's about the weather changing. It's about the seasons changing. It's about the moment changing. When all of a sudden it's going from one way to another. Night turns into day. Rain turns into snow. Fall turns into winter. And she was able to pause time in her perception. For a small moment there, I knew what matters.
1: Wow. The only question is, Do you bring an umbrella or sled? Last thing from the show, do you have a vexing question for me?
0: Yes. When I was a much younger person, but not that long ago, I went and traveled in Italy and I went to Naples in Southern Italy. And I went to a restaurant where they said the cheese tomato pizza was invented. Just pizza, basically. And it's called a pizza margarita. Which I
1: is, love pizza margaritas. They're one of my favorites.
0: And it's named after, I think, the queen of Italy at the time. And this made me think, is that true? Is pizza actually a relatively recent invention, recent enough that a particular restaurant that's still open can be basically, we invented pizza. The first pizza was made here. It's something that we see everywhere and it seems eternal, but is this tomato sauce, mozzarella cheese, basil, and then whatever other toppings you want to add, is that actually something that someone invented within at least a recent ancestor's lifetime?
1: Wow. Great question. I have no idea at all, but I'll look it up and get back to you. Okay, I'm back, and I've got the answer to your vexing question.
0: Do tell.
1: Pizza is actually a pretty new thing. The first Italian pizza restaurant started making pizza in seventeen thirty eight. Wow. Yeah. Then in eighteen eighty nine, pizza maker Rafael Asposito created pizza margarita for the Queen of Italy. Now we have flavors like pepperoni, but modern pizza really began with the pizza margarita.
0: I'm remembering now it's patriotic, right? It's the red, white, and green, which are the colors of the Italian flag. The red is the tomato, the white is the mozzarella, and the green is the basil.
1: Yeah, and that developed into modern pizza. People started saying, hey, this is pretty good. It came to America, and lo and behold, there's the pizza of today.
0: It took over the world, and that's so funny. It makes me think it's so delicious, it's so common, but... It was maybe even chosen not for the taste, but for the colors. It was like a promotion for the queen. Yeah. Happy Queen Day. So, goes to show, you never know. Even if you do something that's a little bit silly, it seems like it's going to be one time only. Well, maybe it'll spread all over the world.
1: Ha! Huh. Maybe I should make American flag out of whipped cream, blueberries, and strawberries.
0: Yum. Yum. Hmm
1: know everything was produced by me, rossa Smith, and him, Jeremy Smith. And the amazing music was by Furniture. Learn more and submit your own vexing questions at our website com Subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or however you like to listen. Please rate, review, and share the show and please tune in next time for everything you need to know.